Hello, and welcome to the BNY Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Owen Shannon. Joining me is the DM, Peter Gorski. How are you? I'm doing okay, Owen. Thank you. And here he is with a full glass of water, the carpet extractor, Mark Gorski. How are you? Just cold. I'm just a little chilly right now, Owen. But other than that, I'm doing okay. Oh, poor baby. Yeah, thank you. No one fuck else you, will Owen. understand. <laughs> Peter won't. Peter doesn't get cold until it's negative five degrees. Until it's hey, state of true. emergency. I have warm blood. I'm uh I'm recording in my attic right now and, and it's a common occurrence during the winter. You gotta preheat the attic. So before before you get all settled, you like I'm someone that likes to make tea. Let's use that as an example. Mm-hmm. So I go I go upstairs. I turn on the heater and then I make my tea and I I do whatever I need to. I use the bathroom, whatever. And then by the time I'm I'm up here, it, it's at least reasonably toasty. So I preheated the attic. Okay. I have a space yeah. heater that I could easily use in my room, like make myself happy here, but. Throughout the year, I keep this space heater in the bathroom because when I get out of the shower, I'm just so cold. I'm I'm just so unfocused because I can't help but realize how cold I am, and I just shut down. I'm so much slower, and I need that space how heater. How focused to do you need to be? I, it's it's a complicated situation, but oh my god, I just I have to bundle up the second I get out of the shower. I feel like I'm going to die. Wow. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. It, it is what it is. Figuratively, I don't have like some illness that I need to get checked out. Like I'm, I just don't handle the cold well. That's all. All right. Well, episodes every Monday. <clears throat> uh, do do I continue saying that we're playing Rayman? No, Rayman. We Legends? are. We are playing Rayman Legends. I'm not. Rest I, is I, I can tell you, I'm not playing that game right now. But you will be. You are. It is on the to play list. It's like, well, well, you could say I'm 39 years old because one day I'll be 39 years old, but I'm not, That's not 39 true. anytime soon. That's just not the same thing at all. The game club does not have anything to do with how old you are, Peter. You are well, aging. The game club, just like my age, will come eventually, but not right now. But it is the current game club game. It is all on our minds, but there are other games. It's not. It's I, Mark, I'm telling you, it's, <laughs> it's not on mine. Just. Just think, God of War Ragnarok could have been the Game Club game. Just think. Oh, I'm happy. No, I'm I'm happy it wasn't. I'm very happy it wasn't. I don't know. I mean, I'd like to do a spoiler talk on it because we'll all finish it eventually, right? Soon, I imagine. Yeah. Peter, I I don't I I don't know about soon, and I'll I'll elaborate on that uh, a little bit later. But um, I don't know. I I I don't like that Peter's rules has led us to now potentially fully quit on a game club game i don't like that oh i'm not saying we're quitting we're never gonna quit but it's just like we have to be realistic with ourselves it's not happening right now um i'm i'm realistic but it would be happening if it was god of war i'm halfway through Um, Rayman legends i don't know what to tell you guys i'm halfway through sorry sorry guys Good for you, Mark. You know what? I'm glad he made fun of you for being cold. I'm glad he did that. Ah. Um, well, BNY Gaming Podcast, today we are lifting our rules where for months we've had not not like a, a very hard commitment, but a general 
a general guideline that we should avoid talking about the man Jeff Keeley for at least a little bit. But now it is Keeley season, baby. Oh, it is. <laughs> and we are going through the Keeleys. We're predicting them. We're gonna hit a few different things along the way. We're gonna we're gonna fix the genre categories. We're still gonna talk about what we've been playing. And uh, then we'll get into the big dogs of game of the year, game direction, whatever else we deem to be a big dog. If if you guys want to nominate like best art direction as a big dog, like I'm I'm here to listen. But uh, that's what we have in store today, Mark. I've tasked you with kind of being our our leader in going through the categories. Uh, we're avoiding esports ones. Um. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna, I'm, I'm looking at the categories right now. Uh, I'm thinking. I guess we can do most anticipated. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know what. No, that we does don't for have anyone, to. But. I think with something to talk about. There's some, I think we can do that. I think the ones we avoid. There's five esports we avoid. Maybe sim strategy we avoid because that's just not our cup of tea necessarily. I don't think. Yeah, they didn't nominate triangle strategy, so not our cup of tea. Uh, so sports and racing also. I don't think. How about that? Do we do we go into that one? Uh, not in this group. I mean, I I listen to. Oh no, we're doing fighting game for uh, for the sake reasons. of our yeah, yeah for the sake of our one topic we have here. Mm-hmm. I think the rest. Um, I think the rest is on the table. Sim strategy. Peter gives it to to Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope, and I do too. Uh, I've not played it, but I, but I, I'm I'm just awarding it now. Um, I would say Warhammer 3. We should also mention, we're not just going through the predictions, but we are also predicting what we think is going to win. Yes, okay. I, I do have to uh, change my calibration here because I'm I'm quick to offer what my actual opinion is, but I need to predict like what is going to win the game award because mm-hmm. I don't think those two things will line yeah. up all the time. I'll definitely bring up what I'm voting for and what I realistically think is going to happen. And Peter, I think you'll do the same, right? Yeah, sure. Okay. So long as we have your cooperation. All right, Mark, get us started. All right. So I think we're going to start with most anticipated because it is the one that is community driven. Uh, it is, it's a weird title in a sense because we're awarding a game that people are just excited for uh, general, but we have the nominations as final fantasy 16. We have Hogwarts legacy, resident evil Four, starfield and Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. And I think it's pretty... I think it's easy to guess what's going to win here. It, yeah. It's probably Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Of if not that... Is, yeah. yeah, if not that, Starfield. But I yeah. I think Tears of the Kingdom just is too big. Are you, are you underrating Resident Evil 4? Um, I think it's it's a highly anticipated game like no no doubt but it's still a remake of resident evil 4 whereas the sequel to breath of the wild i think speaks louder than just that granted it's resident evil 4 sure but it's a remake and this is wow we're getting more breath of the wild a whole new breath of the wild who would have thought and starfield is just new bethesda ip we haven't seen that in god knows how long so i think those two definitely hold this year don't know how 16 here uh, got nominated. I would have guessed Final Fantasy 16 would not have been nominated, and we would have seen Street Fighter. Um, I don't think Hogwarts Legacy should be nominated, even though I'm sure I'm sure plenty of people are very much anticipating it. But 
has the, I, that um, game has the potential to be massive, though, if it's done well. It yeah. does, and it will. It will be massive. I, I'm. I'm actually very confident in that. Um, I just feel like it's like I. I think Final Fantasy 16 is deserving. I'm even anticipating that game. Um, but I don't know. Hogwarts Legacy is the one that stands out to me. Of like, it just feels like it's a step below these other guys. I'm weird with 16, because uh, 16, especially just from interviews, the d- developers have kind of really signaled they feel Final Fantasy is getting kind of stale, and they're not even sure like a, this is really a step forward in that. And sure, I'm going to play this day one unless if it gets terrible, terrible reviews, like below 7. Wait. What who, a great way for them to advertise their game. I'm just saying. We, wait. we don't know if it's better. Who are you hearing say this? I've heard this, not like from a recent uh, interview, but at some point, I feel like in the past six months that they feel like they, not necessarily with this one, but Final Fantasy Mainline, they've just not found the direction they want to go in. And early on, this is a very massive statement you're making here. You wouldn't be able to name names here. I, I can dig it up after. I could not cite a name to it right now, but I remember here, reading about this before that they felt like uh, the direction they haven't gone in a while, and they hope with 16 that they, they are going to be doing that. But I remember early on with 16, a lot of people weren't super on board with it because it just uh, felt like a lot of what Final Fantasy always was is not what 16 is going to be. Like It's weird. I've, I feel like I've heard the exact opposite. Interesting. I, say, Mark, um, I feel like this, is, this sounds like irresponsible responsible reporting on your end mark well, i'm not reporting i'm just saying i heard this is what i, I had yeah. heard before you know like we're we're not putting, yeah i have my sources but i'm not trying to report this by any means i'm just saying this is what i heard about 16 take it as you will weird um i'm hearing the opposite things i'm i'm hearing basically only good things about this game and any reference to like the style of past final fantasy has been to the fact that this one is actually going to be a fantasy game, whereas probably for the last 20 years it hasn't been. Maybe even more than 20 years. Um, but uh, we can move on for most anticipated. Yeah. We've given too much too much wind to a award that I mm-hmm. don't think should exist. Uh, so a new category this year, which I think is interesting. And moving forward, probably going to be a big one. Best Adaptation. Where we have Arcane, League of Legends, we have Cyberpunk Edge Runners, The Cuphead Show, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, baby, and uh, Uncharted, the movie. And I think this one's also kind of a sweep here. Uh, does anyone think it is not going to be Arcane? I fucking better not be. Better not be? It better not be anything else other than Arcane. Uh- Okay, okay. Oh, okay, on, okay. Stay with me. <laughs> that's not what you said. Like that's. Okay. You said, "Does anyone think it's going to be anything else other than arcane?" I said, "It better not be." I think that yeah, that could still go either way. How you interpret it? D- besides uh, the point, there there were too many unnecessary words on on both of your parts. Penalties on both teams. Okay. It's they arcane. offset replay replay the down. Arcane is the best um, gaming property, like show. Or movie ever. It's the best thing to come from this transmedia approach that developers are starting to take. Nothing comes close to it. And I love Castlevania. Nothing comes close to it. I'm, I'm voting Sonic because I want it to win. No other reason. If Sonic I like wins, I, I'm going to flip a table. I haven't seen 
any of these. Um, and I'm going to predict that Arcane will win. Arcane's probably going to win, but I still am voting Sonic. I don't care. I I want it to win. This is where I'm going to be selfish and take a bullet to the leg if I gotta. But I'm moving on from Arcane later, just to nullify that vote. Well, best debut indie is what we're going to be talking about right now. Uh, I, I think this is a good ty- uh, a good category. I don't think this is a new one either. They've had this before. Uh, but we have Neon White, uh, Norco Stray, Tunic, and Vampire Survivors. And this is one I don't really know it's going to win. I think it's either between Neon White or Vampire Survivors. Um. Okay. We're going to be reckoning with this a lot. But uh, there's a lot of stray love out there. Yeah, um, there sure is for for some reason. Uh, I, I'm determined to play this game before the game awards because I got to understand what's going on here. How, how I feel like I feel like everyone I'm listening to would give this award to Vampire Survivors. Yeah, there's a lot of love um, for that game out there, even though I think it's I think it's fine. I don't see why people are so in love with it. I think they just find the story of it cool more than anything. Yeah, the story is cool. But like the best like way I would like describe this game is like this would be the coolest game for like if I'm in high school and like, I'm trying to kill time on a computer game that's like not blocked by my school. Vampire Survivors would be great for that. Oh, yeah. I still haven't played it, but it sounds exactly like that. Yeah, and like. I felt like after like an hour of playing it, I I played everything I needed to of this game. There's other games I would rather play, but I don't, not to like knock it for like not being fun. It's a fun time, but it's just it's a small grind. I would rather play a more in-depth roguelike if I'm going through loops of playing a game than just Vampire Survivor killing all these waves of enemies as long as I could live. It, it seems like this year's Loop Hero, except like more popular. Mm-hmm. I would rather play Loop Hero personally but that's just me the survivor survivors fine game very fine game uh but neon white well i mean this would be my vote obviously i feel like this is a situation where vampire like not that this rule like is actually like a thing that always has applied to every year of the keelys but vampire survivors i don't think is nominated anywhere else and the fact that there's a lot of people out there that are very upset about that uh are going to like fight for it here so i do think or or the neon white and vampire survivors uh audiences eat each other Mm -hmm. and stray ends up winning i would be so mad if stray ends up winning like most awards this year even in in fact i i'm going to give this one to stray wow peter mark have you played stray no, but I'm going to. I'm going to play before the Game Awards because I've had enough of this. After seeing these nominations, what what did this cat game do? Why is it that special? I've, oh, well, I mean, you get I've, to control a cat. Yeah, I sure. played the game, Mark. I beat the game. Okay, well, in Smash you. Brothers, I can play as a cat in, as Incineroar. You know, that's pretty cool, too. It also got nominated for Game of the Year, so I guess that doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, if we're ready to move on... Uh, the next category. Well, uh, Peter never gave oh, out his. I mean, award. Yeah. what is? I'm gonna say straight because it's the only one I played. But like, what do you think is gonna win? I think Ian White's gonna win. Okay, well that's the end. Oh, okay. That that's what we mainly care about here. We mainly care about what we think is going to win. You can offer your opinion, but the predictions are. 
You know, Wait. Vampire Survivors seems like a lot of people with like smaller gaming podcasts really like that game. I don't think it ever caught on enough to really catch fire Ooh. with the mass with like the majority of the games media Ooh. or even Ooh. most people who play game or like you know. Uh... I'm going to disagree with you there, Peter. This game popped off on Twitch when it came out. Like, the month it came out, people were in love with Vampire Survivors. And Mark, then the media wasn't Stray talking about it. popped off them. on uh, TikTok. That's, that's a bigger deal. I mean, Stray, Stray definitely popped off bigger. But to say that Vampire Survivors was only in, like, that games media podcast kind of, like, range is just not true. Because it was bigger than eh. that. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Eh, but uh, I, I, we can I move on. Uh, hey, 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 Mark has evidence here of Twitch. You're, you're not going to believe him? Yeah. Well, after his evidence of saying the makers of... No, well, he, he, at least, he at least actually, like, said something here. The, the other one was just making up nonsense. Uh, so, well, I'll prove my point later on that. But we're going to move on to the next one. I already naturally distrust him because he's putting a lot of words in the square in his mouth, and they already have enough in there already. You don't need to hurt we... them anymore than they hurt themselves. We aren't going to really go into content creator of the year, but Nibelian is nominated, and that's interesting to me. Uh, he shouldn't well, be. No, I'm sorry. Uh, he shouldn't be. He just shouldn't well, be. Let's, I, read, read the nominees. Okay. Read the nominees. We got Carl Jacobs. We got Ludwig, Nibelian, No Brew, QT, Cinderella, and I don't know three of these people. Ludwig will win, and Nibel should not be nominated. I like him a lot. I miss him on Twitter. He did not create content. He did not make anything. He did fantastic news roundups, better than anyone else was doing them, but I don't think that's content creation. I'm fine with the nom just so he can feel appreciated if he ever finds out, but he shouldn't win. You're gonna, are you asking, is Nival ever going to find out he was nominated at the Game Awards after all of his years <laughs> of service? I mean, I he left Twitter, but I assume he's not living in the mountains. Absolutely, I, don't know. I never know. I think uh, I think Nibelian is going to win. Honestly, I think he's going to. I take do it. too, and that makes me annoyed. That it's, annoys it's, me. It's either him or Ludwig, and I like, the other three. I have no idea who they are. Never heard of any of them before. Oh, and do you know anybody else nominated here? Um, I know Carl Jacobs as I, well. He's a master yeah, creator. I, I know who Carl Jacobs is as well, um, but I don't know the other two. I assume they're just streamers. Carl Jacobs. Or esports players. Oh, Carl Jacobs is a Minecraft guy. Okay. One of many. Gamer Boy Carl. Okay. Nope. Never heard of him. He, he, I, I think he's in that like dream crew. Mm. I may be wrong. Okay. But I, do, I actually just assume any of the big Minecraft people are, are in that crew. Fair. I mean, I'll give it to them. Whatever. I hope the Minecraft kids are having fun. But uh, the last thing I'll say here, uh, Nibelian, I do think the way he curated the news is definitely a form of content creation to some degree. Uh, I, yes and no. It's, it's a yes um, and no. I feel similarly. But like, if I had to lean one way further than the other, it is that, yes, I do think he's putting together a surface. Of just collecting news, like even like it, kind of funny games daily, to an extent, is just reporting other people's news as well. It's just on Twitter. It absolutely is a service. Um, it's but, just the type of thing that, like, 
any of us are capable of doing it if we had the time to do it. But also, Kind of Funny um, Games New Daily is not at all a good comparison because they debate and discuss the topics. They give their opinions. They read fan questions. That's that's creating content. Nibel just posts the news. He was in the replies sometimes. Sometimes he was in the yeah, replies. Sometimes, where it's Kind of Funny Games. And even then, it was, rare. it was more often than not, he wouldn't. He would just post it. Kind of Funny yeah. does it five times a week that's consistent content right there nibel giving his thoughts on two out of ten things he posts about is not at all the same thing i i feel like it's not two out of ten either i i don't know what he was offering but he did have a patreon doesn't have it anymore i don't know if we could ever go back to look at what the benefits there were he all he did was offer like a discord because that's all he could do because he hadn't been making content before so there was nothing to offer Says people don't want to pay for the it, news. That's what I'm hearing. It was a tip jar, Mark. But it but the a- thing is, is that is that he didn't he didn't provide the news. He only aggregated. That's true. He did, but he did it so well though, and so much faster than anyone else possibly could. Like it's not even a matter of like anyone could do what he did. Like he was so quick to the post every single time. Uh, I don't think. Yes, but that's I don't think everybody not content could do that. creation. I think he's putting out a stream of reliable source, and that is maybe not the traditional sense, uh, this traditional sense of content creation. But uh, I feel like this category has always been kind of bigger than just that. One of the vague ones. No, maybe. it hasn't been. It has never been bigger than that. It's always just been streamers and YouTubers. That's all it's <laughs> ever been. Has it always has it always. Yes. Been? Go back and look at. The winner of every single year, and tell me someone who wasn't a streamer or a YouTuber. Let's see. I'm you won't go, find one. You will not do, fucking find one. Here's here's what I'm gonna do, guys. I'm just gonna go to the 2021 Game Awards content creator nominees. I'm gonna dig that up. Was Last year, I want to say, uh, oh, what's her name? She's it was Valkyrie. Valkyrie. Uh, yeah, and she, she's a Twitch streamer. Tim the Tatman, I think, is also one in the past. Yeah, I think it's going to take now, long to now, actually dig this up, actually. So I'm just not going to do that, and maybe I'll just concede. You know, that sounds easier right yeah, now. Mark, Greg yeah, Miller, no. Greg Miller won Trending Gamer, yeah. which I yeah. and then they changed I the co- they changed the, the thing. fucking thing, and I think it's better off what it is now. Probably so. Because um, someone who wins a Trending Gamer award sounds like they like they're going to get beat up in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, did, like they're going to get pushed Fox... locker. Did yes, Sonic did. Fox Sonic win Fox an esports win. award, or was that a content creation? I couldn't tell you. I think he won esports athlete of the year. Ah, okay, okay. Uh, I think um, I think it's time to move on. If you guys are ready. Yes. Yes. Well, we got uh, Peter. Wait. Oh, well, actually, who do, who, do we, who do we? Who do we? I think Ludwig's gonna yeah, win. Yeah, I said yeah. I said Nibelian, if not him, Ludwig, but Nibelian gets my vote, and I do think it will win, or he they will win. But we're moving. I know. Uh, Mark, I know. You're part of this. Everyone deserves a trophy. Bullshit. That's what this is. That's what this is. I think he did good yeah. work out there. That's all. Not I also, it's, it's also it's also because uh, Mark has beef with Ludwig. Yeah, I do. Um, he did do a cool I like Smash Ludwig. Tournament. He did a cool Smash tournament recently. That was really really cool. So maybe my beef is buried, but. Um. I really just don't know a lot about uh, big streamers. I think that's the big thing. So I'm more biased that this is not... I am not the target audience of this category to begin with. So that, that doesn't help. But... Yeah, same. Best 
multiplayer games. We got five nominees here. We got Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. We have Multiverses, a game Peter still hasn't received the points for in our fantasy draft, even though it has definitely I, been reviewed. I got them at the end of the year since live service games fluctuate. I, I might even be able to just like manually put it in uh, for the time being. Um, but I can handle that at another time. For sure. Uh, we've got Overwatch 2 also. Uh, we've got Splatoon 3 and Teenage Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Uh, and I, I'm i not entirely sure who's going to win this category. Is anyone confident about an answer here? Um, Why is Shredder's Revenge on here? What? Are you kidding this is a that's a very beloved game. I here. guess no, no, but but I I think this is the case of uh, one of these things is not like the other. It definitely uh, is. Like it's not the same as we haven't gotten to best fighting game yet, but Sifu is nominated there. But that that category has always struggled to find nominees. And I don't look, think that's that, these are the two same. different things. Okay, fighting games will be a tone. Fighting it games we're gonna have a talk with. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. But uh, TMNT here, I think co-op is fine like they even have a little description for uh what the category is for outstanding online multiplayer gameplay and design and including co-op and massively multiplayer experiences irrespective of game genre or platform so it is just the experience of playing with others to any degree uh held to high esteem so so just so happens most games that come out are pvp and not co-op i i i feel like there should be like best co-op and best competitive multiplayer the, this this gets into how um we want to at least i want to change some of the categories like we need better labels for some of these this is one i would point to where where there should be two separate ones it should competitive multiplayer and and pve uh co-op should should not be in the same category together i just don't know I think if you make that split, we run into the fighting game problem with when it comes to the PvE stuff. Like, we start struggling to nominate stuff because there's just not. You don't as have a best co op category. Just have a best competitive multiplayer because that's one that I think actually draws eyes and there's a lot more competition. It could add, there's more potential of winners. Whereas best co op game, it's like, who cares? It's usually just well, like one or two. So like, I don't, I don't think it's this is. I don't think this is the biggest offender with the title best multiplayer. Like, no, it's, every it's, year, it's an offender though. Every year, in fact, almost no years have their own it takes two, but there's plenty of co-op to pick from. All right, give me a few. Give me a few this year. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. If you're, if you're so well, adamant about this. Okay. Uh, grounded. Give me four. Uh, give me four. Well, well, I guess it came out this year, but it's been in early access for a couple of years now. But... but I, Oh, I think only one year of early access. Maybe so. Um, but uh, I'm sticking with Grounded. Okay. We have TMNT. We okay. have... I'm pretty sure there's co-op and nobody saves the world. What a great start. Um, You're pretty sure this function might be in the game. I'll fact check for you while you keep going on. Escape Academy? What the fuck is Escape Academy? That Yonoko. sounds like indie oh, that, bullshit. That was uh, at the Keeley's. At uh, the Keeley's. The... What do you call it? Summer Games Fest. It was there. But the um, Bikini Keelys. The Keelys one is what it was. Yes, not Keelys two. It hasn't happened yet. And uh, yeah, that's good enough. There you <laughs> go. And you really Nobody, feel it, well, it, yeah. Does that sound like it's worth its own award? 
Does that sound like it's worth its own? I doesn't to me. When you have to like go under the he Owen had to go into the couch cushions to get this category all lined up. Uh, it's hey, not hey, worth you, it. You hate Nobody Saves the World for no reason. Hey Owen, look at all the awards it got. Oh, it didn't get any. It didn't get a single okay, nomination. Okay, that, that, that doesn't mean it's not a fine game. I don't care. I don't care about Nobody Saves the World. I've never cared. Oh, oh, we know. We know you don't care, but yeah. it's never... It was the you, game you, that you... came out first that was worthwhile, and no one forgot about And everyone's like, oh, don't forget about Nobody Saves the World. Everyone forgot you, about Nobody Saves the World. Everyone you have such it. a hatred for it for, for just no reason. This game does not deserve your ire. I, it was always just the game throughout the year. Like everyone always, always like everybody. Don't forget about nobody saves the world. It's like the only reason you're talking about the game is because it came out in January. If it came out in April, no one would care. Do you hate that that game every year? Well, no, because I feel like there's normally multi- like there's either multiple January games or there's no January games. Um, I, you know I think I mean? there's always some nowadays. Well, what do well we... yeah, because developers realized that ever since Resident Evil 7 came out and Capcom has just been like showing how useful January can be, mm-hmm. I feel like people have started to realize, oh, no, January is a year we, a month where you can actually compete. Did Monster, What's, uh... Hunter, Monster Hunter World might have been a January release. What the hell was that? What happened? I just dropped a, a remote in my room. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, but I think there was a Monster Hunter game. It might have been World. I don't think it was Rise, but there was a Monster Hunter. Also dropped into January at some point. What's the big January game coming out this year? Forspoken. Or 2023. Absolutely Forspoken. Uh... Here it comes. Also, Fire Emblem Engage is coming out in January. Okay. Those are two big ones. They are pretty big. I'm sure there's more, too. But those are the two off the top of my head. Um. All right. Uh. Are we ready to move there on? There should be best co-op, and I we, we, I gave enough examples to justify. We it. haven't decided who we think is even going to win and what we're voting for yet, but uh, <laughs> I don't think it's TMNT. I think it's nice that it gets to show up here, but I don't think it'll be it. I think I think it's between. This one's pretty split for me. I think it could be one of three: multiverses, Overwatch, or Splatoon three. Like despite I... despite all it's the Splatoon. bad drama, it's Splatoon. You think so? Splatoon is already at 7.50 million or like 7.5 million units sold. No one might be yeah. talking about that game. It's not unpopular. It is massively popular, just not in America. But the I feel like it, it has to be Splatoon. The people who are voting, do they feel the same way? Do they do they recognize those numbers and do they want to just reward it for the popularity of it? Is best multiplayer the way to do that? Is that where you like you use that well, information you reward to get your vote? Uh, I think it's multiverses. That's what I'm going to vote for. Um, I think it's going to be kind of a uh, kind of a protest vote for Splatoon three because no one wants to give it to Overwatch or Call of Duty. I don't think the heat is there for multiverses, and I think everyone is going to look at TMNT in this category and be kind of confused by it. They're going to and stop. also, to uh, add on to co-op, I would like to nominate Elden Ring. Well, Elden Ring co-op. Didn't everyone hate how co-op was I mean, the, in that game? The Souls games have always had complicated multiplayer. Like You have to jump through so many hoops 
to like you can only do multiplayer in like locked into different regions in that game and once you've beaten the boss in a region you can no longer do multiplayer in that region. I would like to nominate Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. I would like to nominate Destiny 2 The Witch Queen. Both of these games PvE co-op games. Interesting. Interesting take here. All right, Owen, every year um, from here on out, I'm going to ask you, what are your favorite co-op games of the year, since you feel so goddamn strong about well, this? Hey, <laughs> hey, I'm fighting for what's right. Uh-huh. I'm not fighting yeah, for myself. You're fighting myself. for the little man? You're fighting, uh, that's what you're doing? You're fighting I'm, for that ring? Yeah, I absolutely, yeah, that, there is absolutely no reason why we can't have categories that are more representative of what they should be. I'm, make I'm sure that Randy Pitchford wins some awards for his awesome games. That's what Owen wants to do. Make sure Tiny Tina is known by everyone. I'm going to vote for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles now. I've been convinced from our PvE Oh, oh Mark, you work. just have this energy of like a fucking 60-year-old around teenagers. It's just like the way you all do things is wrong. It was better back in my I'm not saying it was better. I just think there's something to be appreciated about it. I haven't played it, but I think there is. So... Okay, I'm sticking with Splatoon. The Keelys are supposed to bring us together, but every fucking year, all it ever does is tear us apart. Uh, oh, they majorly tear us apart. This year? <laughs> Every fucking year. For, for the most part, I'm pretty happy because the two games I wanted to see get recognized nomination-wise did. And then there's Stray, which I think Stray is the biggest beef I have this year, but we're going to move on. Uh, we're skipping sports racing sim strategy, correct? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so those two go by. So we're going to Best Family now. We've got Kirby Why? in the Forgotten Land. Uh, we've got Star Wars, Lego, the Skywalker Saga, Mario plus Rabbit, Sparks of Hope. We've got Nintendo Switch Sports and Splatoon 3. So I vote for eliminate this category. Why does it don't exist? I think there's merit to it. It just sucks that it turns into the Nintendo category every single time. It doesn't need to exist. There's I, why like, this feels like a 2000s category. That for some reason is still alive. It does. It's not needed. No one ever gets excited. No one is ever actually interested. There are not families who tune into the awards, going like, "All right, kids, let's find out what wins the best family game this year, so we know what to play next." This the doesn't thing, happen. This is, thing, is a needless category. Eliminated. Cut out more of the fat. It's absolute, stupid. It's not needless. I definitely don't think that because, like, definitely from a perspective of like making games. Appreciating games that can be played by all ages is very important. And I think it is worth awarding to a certain degree. But Nintendo just usually dominates there. And then a lot of the time, Nintendo games don't get nominated outside of this category. And that's where my beef with this is. It's like, okay, some of these games are better than just being appropriate for all ages. I think Kirby is a nominated If we were popular enough, I would want all three of us to to create our own award show. And we would just just so we could fi- plant that flag in the ground and point at what we think is the right form of it. I know Owen would fucking hate. I we would all hate each other's award shows. We would not be supportive at all. No, me and Mark would like each other's. I mean, That's it's true. it's really last year, Peter, that is why I think you think this because you walked away killing our integrity with your dirty, dirty list. And what? What are you talking about? When we did our game of the award, or when we did oh, our game, no, it's, game I, I made it so that the small dev was actually seen. You always, you guys always talk about the indie devs. I made sure that the indie dev was noticed. Sure, yeah, that's what we'll call. And then it. they got perched for blood. a month later. Is that a coincidence? I don't think it is. 
I think Kirby's going to win best family game, guys. What do you guys I think? do, too. Peter? I vote Kirby. I also vote Kirby. Okay. We're all on the same page. They're not. In this category. No Mario and Rabbits from Peter. Wow. Because that's not a family game. I'd probably agree. A game that could be appreciated, but I feel like a strategy game isn't a game every kid's dying to play. My game, it is absolutely. my game of the year, though, though. It is my game of the year. As of now. Okay, so now, roll up your sleeves, Peter. We got Best Fighting Game. Our nominees, DNF Duel. Holy shit. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle R. Uh, the King of Fighters 15 Multiverses. And everyone's favorite fighting game, Sifu. Peter, go. What the fuck is this? What are we doing? I am normally someone who defends the Game Awards from Owen's bile and vitriol and i normally think he's normally owen is mad at keely because he is aggressively jealous of the life keely lives and he doesn't i understand that we're all human yes, i can't i can't it. make owen change it's a human it's a you know, human nature sort of thing but this is the sort of shit where it's like i just it makes you want to look the other way as owen tries to tear keely apart because he deserves to be mocked for this what are we fucking doing here what are we doing here? The Stop. description for this category is for the best game designed primarily around head-to-head combat. And everyone knows that is a, a category uh, that everyone loves to really appreciate when it's done well. Head-to-head combat. Is this like Keeley's mother's favorite category or something? She's like, son, you're going to do best fighting game again this year, right? He's like, of course, mom, of course. Because I can't think of any logical reason why this category is still around. I think it's JoJo's because Bizarre Adventure didn't even release. Like it came out years ago. It was just ported to America. That's all that is. <laughs> I think like, this is uh this is one of the key genre ones to point out. Mm-hmm. Like I I actually technically it makes sense that there is a, that there is a best fighting category. It's a logically you would think that would be a genre for video games, but it's just not a genre that is supported on a yearly basis to justify this. You should we should find we should find a way to implement fighting games into one of these other categories here. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would be great if we could put fighting games and for one year we had Sonic Fox nominated in the esports categories or a couple of years, I'm not sure. Um I think fighting games belong down there, but I think uh Jeff Keighley, other people who are putting together the nominations behind the scenes understands that fighting games will just are just not on the same level as other esport games, and they are their own distinct community, and it is something uh, arguably unique to itself in that, that area that maybe Jeff Keighley recognizes and wants to celebrate in its own way, but the way that it just has been over the years is they struggled to fill this category with nominations just almost feels like it is mocking <laughs> The community, to me at least, just with some no, of the ways they nominate. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, best fighting game, <laughs> and then he just puts it out. He's like, what are they? Oh, he's fucking mm-hmm. just playing fighting games. It, like, it it comes off as tone deaf. Like seeing JoJo's and Sifu on here is just really, really weird. You're mo- you are actively mocking them. Yeah. Remember I when they had? Uh, I know, I know, I know what you mean. There was the year Jump Force was nominated, a very notably not good video game. A game that you can't play online anymore. They shut down the servers. 
you, you can't buy it anymore. Play you anymore. Yeah. yeah, you just can't. You, you can't do anything in that game anymore. Uh, and it was nominated. Like people just put that together. People definitely struggling to whether it's because they don't know enough about fighting games, but really it's because not that many fighting games come out. So I think this belongs in the esport category. Uh, maybe one or two fighting games show up a year, if that. But I, I think that's where it has to be, even if it just shows up smaller. Or, like, there's nothing stopping us if, if like, if two fighting games come out in a year, like two significant ones, they should just be nominated against each other. Like, you don't need the, the four or five. Or the five or six. It would be weird. I'd be willing to see that happen one year. See how people like take that. Like if it's received well or not. I'm sure someone would be angry, but I, I just think it's the better solution overall. I think it's definitely better than this. Because at least then it doesn't feel like it comes off as tone deaf. It's understanding we don't get a lot of fighting games. These are the good ones. Instead of like, well, here's, yeah. here's Sifu. A definite yeah. fighting game here. Uh, but as to what we think is going to win, though, I think it goes to King of Fighters. Um, I I think it goes to Seafood. <laughs> I think it goes to Multiverses. Okay, if it goes to Seafood, oh my god, it'll uh, be so funny. My my take is that like best fighting is the place for Seafood fans to vote for Seafood. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I could see it winning. I feel like action is where seafood could thrive. I don't know if it's nominated there, but we'll get there. Huh. Uh, next, we have... It is, it is nominated, but okay. we will get there. We'll Real quick, outside of podcast, because I just got an alert on my phone, a state of emergency has been announced for all of Erie County, and no one is allowed to drive past 9 p.m. So, oh, fun. I uh, might need to cut the episode short. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What, what do we do about have, this? You're why I'm um, bringing this up. Uh, maybe I can go record at Claire's. I don't know. Well, uh, you have 48 minutes. Okay. Well, we are stopping at best fighting, and I'm going to transport all of this. And it'll take me probably about 20 minutes if you guys are able to stand by. Uh, Peter, were you able to call off? Yeah. And I, I okay. mean, even if I wasn't, I guess in the in reality, I guess I didn't need to. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Uh, I'm going to hustle then. All right. Let's get back into this. I'm going to leave uh, the uh, snow stuff in the podcast because I like people having context. We're, we're coming in. Back at it. Talking about the Keelys, I believe we just concluded our best fighting conversation. We did, because now we are going to move into best role-playing game. Uh, description here for the best game designed with rich player character customization and progression, including massively multiplayer experiences, which I think is a weird way to describe uh, best role-playing because I feel like so many games have RPG systems in it that it could be considered. But besides the point, our nominees here... Elden Ring, Live a Live, or Live Alive, I'm still not sure, uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus, Triangle Strategy, and 
Xenoblade Chronicles 3, everybody. Now, and can I butt in? I'm, I've put my phone away. I, I have gaming breaking news. Oh, Jesus. What, what is, is it? it? What is it? The create. Do you guys, I mean, we've talked about Yuji Naka on here before, yes? Uh, I should know who that is. Yuji Naka is the creator of. Uh, Yuji Naka is the creator of Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, Balan Wonder. He has been arrested. Oh my god. What? <laughs> He's been arrested. <laughs> Holy shit. What happened? <laughs> He's been arrested for insider trading. Hold on. The, uh, you're not getting this from some Twitter blue account, are you? I mean, Gene Park. Oh, okay. No, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, no, it's a it's a reporter for Bloomberg. Eugene Ock has been arrested for insider trading. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, well. I saw that. I was like, that's not real. And then people are now Twitter's blowing up. Like, oh my fucking God, the creator of Sonic's been arrested. Wow. Um. <laughs> yeah. Today just keeps. It's getting crazier. Well, All right, back to the I, game awards. I just saw that. I was like, I have to share. I was going to say that best role-playing game, good category. The, we should talk about role-playing games when it comes to video game awards. Um, mm -hmm. And also, uh, I did not play all of these games, but all quality from everything I know. A lot of people gave Live mm -hmm. Alive good reviews. I think Pokemon Legends Arceus was a very good game. Mark, you loved both Triangle Strategy and Xenoblade. Um, so good shit. Compare this with the fighting game category. Look at how much more love and thought went into this one than the fighting yeah, game category. But, like, compare, like, but once again, more RPGs, way, way more RPGs than we could count came out this year versus fighting games. I think that's the problem. You know, it's hard to say enough love and thought went to it i'm sure people put thought into it and realized well we have to have we can't submit less than five nominations we have to nominate something and i think it's more of a systemic issue there best role-playing i'm not going to get cute with it um i just think elden ring is gonna win it yeah this is elden ring course, as much yeah. as i love the others but uh one thing in just thinking back of the like thinking about the predictions looking at everything thinking about what's going to win uh Early on in the year, I was pretty down on Elden Ring, but now I'm starting to really come to it and be like, now that I'm really thinking about it, really putting Elden Ring to the test, being critical of it, it's pretty incredible, that game. Yeah, and also, it did a lot of things you, right. you were in a... Even though you put 200 hours into it, you you were in Into the Spider-Verse mode on, on Elden Ring. Yeah. You you just wanted to have the different opinion, and it's okay. We We sometimes fall victim to that. I I do believe that Elden Ring starts falling off once you finish Landell, but like it's still one of the best games. I think anyway. I think that is true, but uh Nicholas Halig Tree still exists. It's true, it's true. Um okay. now we all say Elden Ring, correct? Yes. It's these I'll predict it. Of course, yeah. I even like I like I want to vote for Xenoblade three here, but like I know I should probably still vote for Elden Ring. Yeah, as much I, as I want the I'm game. just not as convinced that people actually approach the voting in a way where it's like, well, this might be our time to give Xenoblade credit. Like I I just don't think many people are thinking that way. Um, mm -mm. It's specifically these next two categories that I w I want to before we predict them talk more in depth about how these uh, categories need to change to some extent because we have 
best action adventure and we have best action game. And then I, these are another, these are two more that feel like two thousands categories to me that feel very outdated and have way over super outdated. And I think the, uh, the last thing you could technically consider genre that we won't be talking about later is best narrative. Um, and I'm going to make the case for that here because this is how I think we should break it down to some extent. I think to modernize it, we should have a best open world category. We should have a best gameplay loop category, which I think would satisfy what best action is, I think, trying to say. Um, and then when you bring best narrative into it, I think there's a case to be made for you could have like best linear game. Um, you can still give best narrative. Uh, but we, we need to start using modern day gaming terms. And no one ever says like, oh, uh, let me click on best action game. I, I don't think anyone would say, oh, uh, did you play that new action game, Neon White? Oh my god, I hate how you even said yeah, that. Yeah, like, it's just not how we ever refer to video games. Um, and, and like, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, best action game. Do enough shooters not come out each year? Like, can we not have a shooter category? Because shooter is a genre of, vid- of video games. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we should... My main case on fixing these genre categories is that we should actually use the genres of video games and specifically this best action and best action adventure don't really fall under that best action adventure is basically just the Sony category, I guess at this point. Um, it's a different way to acknowledge them beyond narrative, but it's, it's all like third, third person. You solve puzzles and you fight enemies while a story is told to you. I guess that's action adventure. Um, I think you could even make a case like best third person is a better category than this. Um, I with action adventure, I still think to an extent it holds up because I feel like at the root of this, like action adventure games tend to just be like okay, games that are inspired by The Legend of Zelda, like because. That is what everything is trying to be to some degree, specifically Ocarina of Time onwards, where it is 3D, there is puzzle, there is combat. And even if I read the description, for the best action adventure game, combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving, which like it is very much trying to like address that formula of game. But like so many genres have also like kind of, I say so many other games have kind of taken those elements and taken them into different directions. Like I look at God of War and Tunic, uh, where I think both of those games are deep in uh, influence from Legend of Zelda. Even maybe arguably Horizon, but it's way more open world than that. Uh, I don't think it's great to look at it maybe that way necessarily. But are we saying uh, this is God of War is deeply influenced by Zelda? Oh, absolutely. There's so many mechanics in the game. Well, maybe it's more. 
maybe you could argue it's more like a, a Metroid at times rather than Zelda, but no, no. It's not dungeony, but like you definitely have abilities that are all about puzzles throughout the game. Uh, and I think a lot of the backtracking of using those things to get other upgrades, maybe that's more Metroid. Uh, I, honestly, Zelda. I I don't think God of War fits either of those categories very well. Um, I think when it comes to the puzzles in that game, even in 2018 in Ragnarok, I feel like the puzzles are, are exact, not as the same, but like on the same caliber. And it's something I loved, love, love about both of those games. Uh, just the feeling of just like, okay, you know, instead of like, like for Zelda, it would be, you know, what each of the items you have do and what scenarios you need to use them for. Sometimes like, oh, you got to use the hook shot. You see the hook shot marker, use your hook shot. And that's like, oh, I see these vines, the same vines. I have to burn them because that's what Kratos does in these situations. You well, and also uh, and uh, Atreus or Mimir will tell you. It's true, and they will tell you, which that hasn't been a problem for me so far. I, I have I know a lot of people are screaming about it's, it. It's been a big talking point. Um, we will be having... Mimir won't shut the fuck up for me. Um, really? <laughs> Mimir won't stop talking. And I don't mean his fun stories or interaction with the Kratos and Atreus. I was appreciated. It's, ah, oh, brother, maybe you should... Uh, Maybe you should bring the like bring the bell down, then hit the chain. Maybe bring the bell down, then hit. The, like if I walk after he is flat out told me what to do. If I even so much as turn in the direction I'm not supposed to go, it's just he's just yelling and yelling and yelling. It's like let me play this how I want to fucking play this. All right, if I want to go look at the scenery, I'm gonna go look at the scenery. Um, yeah. Now Horizon did the same thing, and PlayStation first party. I'm sorry, I just need to say this real quick. PlayStation first party needs to have like an option at the beginning of their games where like a side character or like a character you're playing as will talk to you and then just a little pop-up comes up and says, you can have Aloy or Kratos speak to you throughout the whole game if you're ever struggling. If you'd rather them not do that, click this note, click this button. There, and they will not say anything. There the either the needs to they be They need to do that. There needs to be that or uh I Game Maker's Toolkit just made a quick video about this, and I I just think this is the obvious solution. In Jedi Fallen Order, there's just a hint button. And you can hit the hit bu- hint button if you want to. Like, that's way better than... In, in these PlayStation games lately, I mean, w- when you regain control of your character to start doing this puzzle, they've already told you the solution of it. It's ridiculous. Uh, it treats you like mm. a total moron. Um, and I understand playtesting. A lot of people got stuck uh, in parts where it was very obvious you should have lowered the bell. Um, just give a hint button for those people. Like At, at least give people the chance to try and do something. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to be talking um, more about God of War in a bit. Um, Mark, I, I'm not sure if you finished your thoughts on different genre stuff, but, uh, to recap what I said, best I, open world, best, uh, I, I don't, I don't know if gameplay loop works as one, but I would like it to. Nah, I, I, sorry. I don't, I don't, think I, work. I think the gates get open way too loose there. Cause like every genre, every game has a gameplay loop. I know it does, uh, which is why and, it's it's important to point it out because you can have neon white next to uh 
Mario Odyssey. But it's all basically gameplay loop is we are trying to determine what are the most fun games of this year. What mm-hmm. what is like through gameplay, what is actually making you have fun? And you could put Neon White next to a platformer, next to Sifu, next to Bayonetta, and all of these games are able to sit in that category as what's just the most fun gameplay experience. Um I I think that is a valid award to give out. But I I understand that people may think that's too broad. Yeah, I I I think a lot of the problems are because they are so broad and making things more broad just makes things more difficult and I feel like we're if we do that we're destined to repeat ourselves here and people will get upset with it and try to either reinvent it or just constantly be frustrated with that. Uh but action adventure, I think, is because I feel like this kind of game, this third pe- third person action game, I, I linked it back to Zelda, but uh, there's many different flavors of it. I think this is such a popular kind of game in the sense like why you would even have an open world category as well, that it exists because this kind of game is so popular to people. With that being said, maybe Tunic isn't that. <laughs> maybe Stray arguably to some degree isn't that, where it's like the adventure part but not every game is focused on combat but we still have action uh if anything i feel like action adventure could stay where it is but action could use a better name for it especially because there is this one right here sitting right next yes. to it but yes I agree. Uh, let's 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 lock in our answers here for action adventure and we can move on to action action adventure i'm not even sure if we went over the the actual nominees we have a plague tale requiem we have god of war ragnarok Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Tunic. Uh, this is obvious. It's God of War. This is God, God of War. I, honestly, I don't. I don't even think any of these games deserve to be sitting next to it in a category. To be quite honest, how how far into God of War are you? Owen? I'm only two hours in, and I'm just making. Wow. I'm making a very rash judgment here because. Uh, I, I don't know where this love of Plague Tale is coming from, but this game does not seem like it, it should be <laughs> getting this praise, uh, by my estimation. Horizon, I'm I'm going to have more to say when we talk about God of War about Horizon, and it's not kind things to say. Stray, Stray oh. sucks. I, I, I don't care. I'm not going to play it. Stray oh, sucks. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> It, it just it just seemed like the most like s- style over substance game that exists, and you never played it. You have no idea. I, I have. I'm not even like no I played it, beaten it. Play. I don't even love it that much, and I'm getting defensive over it. What a ridiculous thing no, to say. I, I have literally zero desire to play Stray because I know I won't like it, so I'm not going to spend forty dollars on it. I have zero forty dollars to watch FIFA. It was not forty dollars. It was thirty. Okay. It, what I'm gonna look up what price it is right now because I'm I will play this game before the game awards. Because it was thirty. It was thirty, but is it thirty right now on the PlayStation? Why would it Network? go up? You know what? Tunic. Tunic <laughs> is allowed to be on this list. That game. That game seems yeah. interesting. BNY certified cringe stray. Yes, cringe game. Yes, no, I I know we remember we all we all need to agree, and I'm saying no. Well, now me and Mark are on the record as certifying it cringe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's it, not official because I did not. 
It is an ongoing conflict behind scenes, though. We will come to a Do you guys think the other Kyle is still listening every week? If you are, buddy, feel free to write in again. Not like we're getting any others. And we loved your questions. So yeah. if you have any others, just in that brain of yours, by all means, share them with I us. I mean, sure. Let's give a shout out to other Kyle. I, I don't know what prompted yeah. that. But <laughs> I just thought, I don't know why. I just thought that out of nowhere. It's like, oh, what if we... I, wonder. I, I don't I don't want to put the burden on him of like being our right in. I, I should actually This isn't gonna be don't worry, I know you wake up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat thinking that we have kind of funny question system. That's not gonna happen. No, I mean I I would like to be better than kind of funny ultimately, but that that's just not realistic we're, at the We're moment. right on yeah, we're getting yeah. there, don't worry. Um But uh either way uh we refer to you as other kyle because we're aware of another kyle um you don't have to be the only one to write in and really it's on me as the host to actually start saying that you can write in at the beginning of the episode because i don't do that that should be part of housekeeping mm-hmm. and i just don't do it well i didn't mean to turn this into an evaluation of your performance on when i just went for a, yeah, a well, gag you uh struck a chord so mm-hmm. i guess i well, guess we're gonna have to move know, on to best action be better yeah. yeah, Peter, we'll we'll forgive you if you vote that Stray is cringe. How's that sound? Nope. What do we mean we forgive you? I I'm not looking for your best. Op- I'm not looking for any apology. Action game. Oh, we're counseling over here. nominees are best action. Bayonetta three, Call of Duty Modern Warfare two, Neon. What the white, Sifu, and TMNT Shredder's Revenge. This Why are Call of Duty and Bayonetta in the same fucking category? Exactly. Uh, why is, What's going I'd say, on why here? is Call of Duty like, in this category? What the, specifically. what the hell is this? It's, it's specifically Call of Duty, I think. Everything else here is is pretty good. I think this is actually a very stacked I would category say that, right now. Uh, minus Call of Duty, this, this would be a gameplay loop category. Uh-huh. Um, like, I... It's I, I, game feel isn't really the right answer, but like it's like how satisfying is is it to move and use all your moves in this, exactly. this category and where neon white like movement and neon white and just blasting through the level i haven't played it but i understand what kind of game it mm-hmm. is like fits here bayonetta three you have an arsenal of different moves that are all very fun you slow down time like you just get to have all the power to destroy everything the way that you want and people like it that much i could see it sifu the odds are against you. Uh, I've heard that the combat system is like also very in depth there, uh, very satisfying when you co- like conquer difficulty wise. Like, I get that too. TMNT, I heard it is a good beat 'em up game. I guess I understand. TMNT, that. Uh, TMNT it. feels good to play. I, and I, yeah, people I, forget I played TMNT. You did? Yeah, I beat it. I don't. I didn't remember. I don't remember playing that at all. Oh my I, god! Okay. I, I played it the week it came out because I was. I like dropped my car off somewhere to get maintenance on it. So then I just went home and I saw it on Game Pass. And I was like, oh, might as well. And it was only three hours long. So um, that's fair. I I want to do a quick check in on on Sifu for my own personal check in here because the one thing that is underreported on Sifu. Now, we're all mad that it's listed as, as a fighting game, which makes sense because it's not a fighting game. But mm-hmm. the reason Sifu did not work for me, even though I was certain it would, is that its combat system 
is borderline fighting game combos. And if there is one thing I cannot do, it's a fighting game combo. Um, so that is potentially one explanation as to how it managed to sneak into best fighting. And it's also why uh, I don't think it will have the juice to win this category, even though it, it, it does kind of stand out to me as a potential winner. I think the the difficulty of its combat did not come in the fact that enemies were super difficult. It came in the fact that it was actually very difficult to play in the way a fighting game is. Mm-hmm. I could see that holding it back, definitely. If it's not Sifu, I think it's Neon White. I hope it's Neon White. I hope it's Neon White so bad. Mm-hmm. If it's Call of Duty... Then why did we even have this category? That's where I come down. Well, I mean, like, there's a lot of categories where you could say, like, oh, Elden Ring or God of War is nominated. Why do we have this category? You know, sometimes that's not the at all what I'm saying. I'm that. saying why? No, that's not at all what I'm saying. I'm saying the Call of Duty shouldn't be in this category, even if it wins. This category, what? What the fuck are we doing? I think if it wins, I wouldn't say what the fuck are is this category. I'd say what are we voting for here, guys? What were you, what were the the judges doing here? But uh, I vote. I am voting for Sifu also. I am. I actually think Sifu is going to win. To be clear, I I think it is more of a, a very. It's like a very unique game that people can marvel at and look at and say like even even though it is very, uh, uh, there's a huge like barrier of entry to this game because it is so difficult to play, uh, like on such a higher level, which is kind of necessary depending on how far you can actually make it because you only have so many lives, especially like it th- it thrives on that barrier of entry and its difficulty. Uh, and I think a lot of people are just fascinated enough by that to want to see it through. That's, there, there are other good games here, for sure. Neon White, definitely great. I would say it's second place, from what I understand of all these games. But uh, I, I think it's going to be Sifu. I am voting for Neon White to win. I think it will win. Should have been Game of the Year nominee. Neon White, that is. Instead of uh, Stray, of course, well, right? Yeah, it's obvious. Okay. Just making sure that's the game you would kick off of Game of the Year nominee, which we'll get to. Uh, we'll get we, we have a couple I think we should skip coming up here. I don't think any of us can talk about best VR AR. I think no, uh, Mark, you only want to give a shout-out to Among Us. There we go. You got your shout-out. We're skipping it. I just say we should all vote for Among Us VR. Is all I'm saying. It's it's pretty good out there. Just trust. Us I haven't it. played it, so I would feel as if I'm not allowed to. Um, and then we can do accessibility. I want to skip community support and ongoing, and maybe maybe Mark, you have a take on mobile. I don't know, but uh, I certainly uh, don't. I'd say. Marvel Snap will win. That's what I have to say. It, it most certainly will win. I don't I don't care much for the best ongoing and best community support. I don't understand why they those both exist. And also, I don't care about the games nominated. So that's my take on those. Any any disagreements here? I mean, uh, no. I mean, I kind of feels like that, that says all I need to say. I'd say on paper, best community support and best ongoing are good to have separate. But it just so happens the best ongoing games have some of the best community support also. So it just, I feel like in practice there is more overlap, but on paper 
I think it is nice to award the uh, developers who are constantly supporting their their players and constantly uh, being transparent and vocal with them, as well as games that are constantly putting out great content, keeping their attention. But like I said, these just naturally go hand in hand. So maybe they could be boiled down into one somehow. I don't know what you would call it. Uh, it just choose one of the names and it'll, it will work out for you because I just think they're the same. But um, mm-hmm. And to lock in real quick what I think will be the last important ones that we'll talk about after what we've been playing. Um, I think it should be game of the year, best game direction, best narrative, best performance and best indie should be the important ones. Any uh, disagreements here? I disagree. Those are good ones. All right. Yeah, I agree. Perfect. So we can bang out the last few here in the first segment. All right. We're going through best accessibility now. I don't know if there's a clean cut, more tech issues. Um, our nominees are As Dusk Falls, God of War Ragnarok, Return to Monkey Island, The Last of Us Part 1, and The Quarry. Uh, I I can imagine... Yeah, I, I think it's just going to end up being God of War. I didn't play... I didn't play As Dusk Falls, Return to Monkey Island, and The Quarry, and I can pretty vividly imagine what The Last of Us Part 1 features were probably like which I assume they were a lot like the Last of Us Part 2 features, which were great, by the way. Um, so I think I'm going to give it to God of War. My one, I, I've, one thing that got cut off in our tech issues is we were talking about uh, different kind of things we have turned off in like HUDs and stuff. And one thing that I love turning on that I have turned on in God of War is uh, auto item pickup. It just... It, it's just like yeah it's just very convenient it was also extremely convenient in the last was part two um and i'm not sure if if i have auto on but the thing that horizon did which i also think had had some merit to be nominated here because all of the sony games do it well um it was added a little bit later mainly because of people's complaints but there is an option to turn off Aloy's pickup animation. So then you can just pick things up immediately without any sort of her like animating to be picking something up. And that is very nice. I like accessibility options like that. And I like that uh, people that actually need them can have them. Uh, does anyone disagree with my take that it'll be God of War getting this yeah. one? No, I, I, think- I think it's a safe bet. It's usually like even up until when the award show actually happens and like they have the reel of like some of the features that some of these games have. I probably won't unless if I just go to look them up, I won't know what they're doing until then. Because I remember I think it was it was a Forza, I think, last year that like had a whole like uh, an actual person like built into the game to like assist people like speaking to them like text to speak. And even oh, yeah. it was, uh, sign language is what it was just overlapping with so many things which i think on paper that sounds extremely cool but i would have never known that was in most of these games unless i was looking for it the on paper thing that people pointed out and i i i don't me maybe there's something i'm not foreseeing and these other people weren't foreseeing i think that option is very cool what what about subtitles 
Like, is there a difference between being able to see someone do sign language and subtitles? Uh, it's it's more just a curiosity question. More than I think that. the body language of it probably matters. I th- that's a, definitely a question for someone who is like deaf, right? That deaf, uh, yes, and that is how they translate. Uh, but I, on paper, I would have imagined that just being able to read it is enough for them. No, uh, actually, a, a body language though, I that that answer makes sense to me. Uh, if if someone has an actual answer. Um, I'm sure someone in our audience has one. Mm-hmm. Uh, let us know. But uh, I don't know. Just been curious about mm-hmm. that for a year now. I, it's time for games for impact. Unless Mark has another take. Oh, it's not that important. We can move on. All right. Games for impact. I know what Mark is going to pick here because nominated we have a memoir blue as dusk falls citizen sleeper Endling extinction is forever hindsight and i was a teenage exocolonist before we get into that i don't vote for anything because i don't know any of these you don't know any of these peter not a single game none of them you don't know any of these games you know what as dusk falls is oh that one that one okay that's it though that's the only one you know Never heard of any of these games before. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, if I if I pick anything, one of these games I would pick is the one I had raved on the podcast about multiple weeks in a row at some point. Uh, I was a teenage exocolonist, you know. A game I talked to you about a couple times. That is very good. If you're waiting for, like, the guilt drop to come, I, don't, I promise you it's not. I'm just hoping you, you <laughs> feel like a fool, that's all. Like no, you, I mean... I want- I, I, yeah, you guys don't need to fight about this. Yeah. I just wanted to say that the only game I want to play here is Citizen Sleeper. So I'm going to say that that wins. It is on Game Pass. I started it for like five minutes, but then turned it off and decided to go play Mortality a second time. A, like a full playthrough a second This time? was two days ago. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. I'll talk about that in a second. What what actually happened that night? But okay, we're we're rolling through these less important categories, at least less important to us. Sorry to all the nominees. Best audio design: Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Two, Elden Ring, God of War: Ragnarok, Gran Turismo Seven, Horizon Forbidden West. I think it should go to Call of Duty or Gran Turismo. Um, Gran Turismo Seven is my pick. I'm imagining on Gran Turismo, but it seems like that one probably should win. I also um. I think Call of Duty does deserve some respect in some of the technical categories like this. Um, they definitely have very good audio design. It can't be denied. Yeah. I'm I'm predicting um, Call of Duty myself here because I feel like they usually do win audio design every year. I'm predicting Gran Turismo, but I'd be fine with either. We're going to best score in music, which is something I wish I had a better take on, but I just don't. We have a Plague Tale Requiem, we have Elden Ring, we have God of War Ragnarok, Metal Hellsinger, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I got um, I got some strong feelings on this one. I like the Elden Ring soundtrack. Some people act like it's like amazing, and I'm not sure if it's amazing. I, I think there are some standout songs, but also 
a lot of songs that that don't stand out at the same time. God of War, I just don't have an opinion yet, and I don't have anything on the other three. I think it's between Elden Ring and Xenoblade here. One of the two are going to get it. Uh, I would like it to be Xenoblade, but I can see it going either way. Because I think a lot of the songs in uh, Elden Ring are just very grand and very atmospheric, very much a part of, like, succeeds really well at capturing the tone of the whole world, of the lands in between. And then Xenoblade music is always just a buff, and this time is no different. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's When I originally talked about Xenoblade 3 and I wasn't so big on the soundtrack, like, I, I thought it was maybe the worst in the series. But it's definitely just the most different, and... That's because a lot of it is way more somber, uh, where the other two games have like these really like uh, lively orchestrated musics that really just bring these environments, the worlds, uh, to life. Where this one does not, but it's a very intentional decision because the world of Xenoblade Three is a lot more somber. It is not as great of a place, arguably, as the first two uh, games. Uh, and in retrospect, just listening to the music just really kind of takes me back and really sets. Uh, the themes stated in the game, listening back to it. And th- there's, there are some bangers in traditional Xenoblade fashion, but I think the music really helps tell the story, in a sense, like really captures what they're going for. So I think it has a very good shot, but I think Elden Ring, uh, for all the things that the music in Xenoblade does for it, I think Elden Ring does for its game also. So I, I'm only siding with Xenoblade out of bias, but I wouldn't be surprised if it takes it also. I'm predicting Xenoblade. Peter? I'm also predicting Xenoblade. Hey, let's go. All right. It's time to talk about what we've been playing. Um, I don't think I have anything besides God of War, so I'm going to save that for when we all talk about it. Peter, I assume you don't have anything besides God of War either, right? I also no, That's all I've done. So, Mark, you have a few random things if you want to uh, go through those, and then we can all come together mm-hmm. for... God of War for a little bit. Small things to talk about. I tried picking up Citizen Sleeper for a second because uh, I was maybe going to stream it and play it with a friend. But then they brought up that maybe instead, oh, you could play that Immortality game, start from the beginning, and they would watch. And I said, absolutely, I would love to play this game again. And the saddest thing about this, I sacrificed my save data. I had to delete it. And I was one clip away from having found every clip. What the... And I deleted it. The thing was, it's Jesus. Like, like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's like a bit random. Like, I stayed up for like an hour and a half trying to get the last clip to trigger. It's just some random clip that's like, there's nothing hidden in that clip whatsoever. It is just a very quick scene that has like a couple of props in it. There's not a lot of things that like connect to it. I just couldn't get it to trigger. And I thought to myself, I don't really care to sit there that long for that because it's not that important. Sure, I'll have to do anything over again to if I really want to get all the trophies and achievements in it again. Whatever, I just want to. I would rather play that game again with someone who maybe would appreciate it. But for better or worse, we were playing through it. We got through uh, in this for this person's play, first playthrough. We were only staying in Ambrosia, the first movie, uh, and they liked it so much. They said, "Actually, let's stop playing together. I'm going to go play this on my own because I'm having so much fun with it." Which on one hand, great. I got this person, this friend of mine, uh, so hooked into the game. They don't want to watch me. They really want to get engrossed in it themselves. But on the other hand, I deleted my fucking save data for this. <laughs> oh, I don't know. 
And I'll take it as a win, though. So almost played Immortality for the second time with the help of someone else. But that's all talk there. I also played two hip, hot, uh, and happening games right now. God of War and Sonic Frontiers. I finished neither of them. I'm like halfway through Sonic Frontiers. I got through the first three worlds and thought to myself, I literally have God of War right here. Why don't I just dip my toes into that? And since I've started that... I don't want to go back to play Sonic until I finish God of War. <laughs> just because one of these games is just a lot better than the other game. But uh, I don't dislike Sonic. There's a, there's a lot of controversy going around with Sonic where critics hate it, players love it. Or, or rather, I should say Sonic fans are raving about this game because it's the first great good, I should say, Sonic game in a long time. And I, I have mixed feelings on that where it's fun. Uh, running around full speed as Sonic through these open worlds and finding a bunch of little puzzles to solve that kind of open like this giant rail system that like connects the whole world where it really does feel like a Sonic level is built into an open world and you're constantly building more on top of it is kind of fun. Especially because there's also like these gates where there's like more traditional Sonic levels that you have to collect and fight things on the open world to get access to those which you need to do to actually complete a level to move on to the next one. Like, the loop is fine, but it's not fun enough for me to want to do it for too long. I think I'm, like, six hours into Sonic. I 100%ed the three worlds I was in because I was having fun running around it, but I'm at the point right now where I don't think the game's going to show anything crazy or cool from its hand, and I feel like I've gotten everything that that game's going to show me. So I think the seven like seven eight ish out of ten somewhere between there is pretty fitting for this game where it's like there's a lot of good ideas here but i don't think uh there's enough big moments to to really to make it shine uh it doesn't go all the way with its stuff it kind of get it gets stale after a while and doesn't do anything to pick itself up which is unfortunate because some of the boss fights are cool it's cool because in sonic games traditionally like uh, Super Sonic is usually like this big final boss fight at the end, which they go all out. It's like a, to some extent, a huge set piece, but because you only go Super Sonic once, the fights are not really fun, really. They don't put too much work into it. It's not worth investing in. But in this game, every world ends with a big Super Sonic fight. Uh, so they put a lot of work into how he controls in this way. And I, I like that a lot, where it is a super upgraded version of what Sonic can do normally. And every single fight has like a different, like extremely metal song that is playing, like hardcore screamo metal at times. Just each one to the boss fights, which some people probably like. I think it's very jarring. To I see Sonic. heard them, and I unsurprisingly like them a lot. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm also the person who thinks Metal Gear Rising is the best game with the best, or like the best game, but like has the best soundtrack in the entire Metal Gear franchise. So that's what I like. I don't want to say the songs are bad, but when the first one played, I started laughing really hard, and it caught me off guard. Uh, Sonic was being Sonic, I guess is what I would say. Uh, but I will finish it. It's it's definitely not a bad game, but it's not a great game. And then there's God of War, a game I feel like I haven't seen like any trailers for. A game that's just been in the back of my mind where I've had zero expectations for it because I think to myself... If it's a sequel to God of War 2018, it's gonna be, it's just gonna be a good game, and I know we're all playing it. I'm 13 hours into God of War right now. Oh shit! And you you have a significant lead on both of us, I believe. Yeah. I, I said earlier I'm I'm only at about two hours in because I I actually just don't have time. 
I, I should have time this weekend though. Uh, I know Peter, Peter, I think you're the same, like you're also at two hours, right? Yeah. You guys are probably relatively at the same spot, but I, I feel like at first, uh, like the first like three, four hours, I'm thinking like, okay, this is more God of War 2018, right? And then from like hour five to where I'm at right now, we are slowly building up more. And I'm thinking, wow, you know what? This game is like really good right now. And we talked down a lot of uh, the first party Sony games, but I think I think this game is very special right now. And okay, I, this is where oh, uh, finish your thoughts. Finish I'm just saying, thoughts. like, I thought you were done. Act three of this game couldn't possibly make me think this is game of the year over Elden Ring, which I okay. thought was an impossible task. They they're teeing themselves up for something really special. So, uh. I I have a lot of thoughts already. Mainly, my first two hours with this game just makes me want to kick the shit out of Horizon. Because I have been shocked in this two hours. Like, I, I really liked God of War 2018. I thought it was a great game. Um, but in 2018, it was my third favorite game. Um behind Red Dead 2 and Spider-Man. Uh, but that that's not to say I, I didn't think it, it was great. I have been shocked that basically right when I booted up the game and started playing, I realized, like, oh, like, I've kind of missed Atreus and Kratos. And then everyone's saying that, like, these first few hours are just more God of War 2018. I think it's, like, immediately more exciting um i am gripped by every single conversation um i think the pacing of uh like the combination of the slower moments and and having different characters come in and then you do a big set piece battle like it's just it's already felt to me like, oh, okay, they're they're aware they have to do a lot with this game. And hearing you say that after the five-hour mark, that's when you think it picks up, it makes me really excited because I think, like, this game's starting pretty mm-hmm. hot already. Um, and if, if it was more of this, maybe I would get tired of this pace after uh, 20 hours or so. But if it's going to keep picking up, then then I'm excited for the ride ahead. It, um, it's I I'm sad. I was very sad to go to how long to beat to see how long the game is to realize I'm at 13 hours or how long to beat says it's 22 hours to beat. I don't want to be this far into the game. I, I, I I've heard <laughs> well here are two things that I've heard um, from very light review discussions. One side things are very worthwhile mm-hmm. like they're they're actually legitimately good is is the thing oh, I've yeah. heard. Which... i've been doing side stuff and like not even just like stuff you get from it but like storylines that kind of come with it just make characters shine brighter which i feel like on paper if you were just doing the storyline i think people would ask how do you make these characters shine brighter because every character i feel like uh is so woven into the plot and so developed 
that I'm I'm so surprised, especially coming from 2018, where I felt like there were some a lot of fun characters, but not everyone was the most relevant. Not everyone I felt like was tied together to the same story, and like they're they're really going here. I I love the characters and the plot, but even the side quests, like even built on everybody even further than that, and, and I'm then- surprised those same people that were saying that about the side quests said that doing the majority of them plus the main stuff uh, took them about 30 to 35 hours. Okay, that's good. I feel like that's exactly where the first God of War was if you were doing side stuff too. Not bad. Um, I don't remember side stuff being worth shit in the first one. I agree. Not um, not narratively speaking. I think there were some fun levels because like uh, I've, I've been dying to ask Peter about the puzzles in God of War because I get stumped a lot, uh, and I know the Peter reason I'm not very far is because I keep getting stumped and then I just get bored and I go play something else. Really? Did that happen yes. when you played the first one? I don't remember getting stumped this badly in the first one. Wait, you're getting stumped in the first two hours? Yes. Even though they're telling you every solution, I I just get to a point, and then it's like the characters like, "We'll just do this. We'll just do this," and it's like, "Why? Like, this isn't fun. Like, it's these puzzles that I'm not getting." And then the the mirror is just telling me what to do. It's like I'm just gonna go play Overwatch. I want to play something right now. If like you know, I'm just if it's just these puzzles that I don't know how to do, and then I'm constantly being told how to do it. It's like I don't feel like I'm playing a game. You know. And then I just, that's exactly. I, I can, I can uh, agree with that take. I'm, I'm more just, maybe I shouldn't be shocked at your, uh, your incompetence. You hear that silence? That's a sign. That's a silence of uh, <laughs> hurt feelings and unnecessary words. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, all, all the puzzles I've done in this two hours are just like, Throw throw your axe at the thing that pretty much has a blue X on it. I'm sorry that I have such a passion for shoving crayons up my nose. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, Peter, but it gets harder. The puzzles get harder. Then it's going to take me longer to be God of War because I'm just going to turn the game off and go play Overwatch. Oh my god. I guess maybe Uh, we aren't doing a spoiler cast of this game this year. I'm sorry. This is unfortunate. It's just yeah. my attention span as a person right now. It's like it was like here's more puzzles. It's like no, I'm gonna I'm gonna just I'm gonna go play multiplayer. Never mind. I'll come back. You're, you're missing out, Peter. And starting this game is I'm popular. Mark. I'm going to beat this game. It's just gonna take me a lot longer because it keeps throwing needless puzzles at me. When it's like I want to be the god of war. Like this is why I don't play Zelda because it's like that all Zelda is is puzzles. And it's like what's wrong with all. Why do you all want to play puzzles? Puzzles suck. Peter, I've said this before, but I would pay money to watch you play The Witness, and you have to finish it. Like, you can't leave the room until you beat The Witness. I would die of starving. I just, yeah, I don't think he he would be able to do it. I I don't think I would be Mm -hmm. able to do that. Um, And as we know, I'm better than Peter. Mm -hmm, True. (laughs) Um, I have some less positive things to say on this game, but this might improve. One thing might improve as the game goes on. The other one is just, it's a, it's a design thing that I just don't like. Um, and that is the thing that won't change is I'm just sick of loot. I hate it. 
I want to stop getting different items that have different numbers attached to them that also have a subsection where you can implant a rune that also all of these different runes have different powers and different numbers. And I, I just don't, I want to stop. I don't, I don't want that to be a part of the games I play for the most part. Um, or if it is, uh, I want it to be simpler. Like, uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong, Mark. Mm-hmm. Elden Ring, if you find you find two of the same sword, if they're both level one, they're just going to have the same stats, right? They're both level one, yeah. Uh, if you upgrade it, it's a different item. It has like a plus one next to it, and like you would be able to tell the difference. Okay, yeah, no, that... That simplicity I can deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's when two of the exact same thing have different numbers. That's what I can't stand. I'm I don't know what in God of War has that though. I feel like there's only unique items. And and you know what? Maybe maybe I'm wrong and jumping the gun. Did you ever think of that? Maybe I only played two hours of this That's game. Fair. Did you ever think maybe of that? Maybe you did. Maybe you did. We cannot confirm <laughs> or deny this right now. But but all, all I know is I I'm seeing I'm seeing the interface and it's scaring me. It is a lot of information. I thought so at first too, thinking like, oh my god, because there's no tutorial for it really. It, it kind of is. They hold your hand through some of it. Like when it comes to the runes and everything. Whenever you get your first rune, like it forces you, like with every pop up of the way, like you cannot progress or get around this. You have to press the button, look at the thing it wants you to in the menu as you equip the rune to try to like stick it in your brain for as long. Because a lot of it right now, what you're looking at, you don't even have access to. Like if you're only two hours into the game, don't sweat it. A lot of the stuff just you are not ready for. It, it will open up to mm-hmm. you. And it will hold your hand through a lot of it. And even to that extent, it's not that complicated. If you don't want to look at the armor and see what abilities it does, you can play the game completely without it. Like, I have a parry build going right now because I just want to parry the shit out of everything. And I'm parrying things that just when I parry, I have a high chance of maybe getting a strength boost or I get extra rage or healing when I parry also. And that's about as deep as it goes. It's not I getting special abilities or like if I do this my stats go up but only for a certain amount of time like it's 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 not too complicated i don't think and even now to this point okay i am 13 hours in i still don't have access to the heavy rune attack and i don't know if i missed one or something but i feel like with all the extra stuff i've done i would have found one right now but it's still not done telling me some stuff the last thing that i think will improve in fact i assume it will i remember actually kind of loving the combat in God of War 2018. And a lot of people say it's it's largely unchanged. It just doesn't feel as good as I remember it. Feeling. Really? Interesting. Um, the axe throwing still feels just as good for me. It does. It does. Uh, I'll give it that. I'm talking about the general combat. It almost feels like it's like one step too simple for me. Like I wish I had one extra move pretty much and that I might, I might get that. Um, but I mean kind of like one extra move that doesn't involve, uh, like, Oh, well I can hold on triangle or whatever to get the stronger attack. Um, I like, 
I I can't articulate it besides saying like I feel like I need one more button to press, and I'm not sure if that's ever gonna come into play. I'll let you know if it does because what I'm describing is kind of impossible for you to translate what I mean. Um, just something feels like it's missing right now, and I'm trying to figure out what it. It's just mm-hmm. not feeling as it's not feeling as skill based as I want it to. I just want it to have a little more of a skill input to it. I what difficulty are you playing on normal? Uh, yes, I'm playing on normal, but I'm not sure if making enemies harder is what I'm looking for. Maybe it is. I think cuz I don't know about you guys when the game when you start up the game and you're selecting difficulty, the cursor starts on the second hardest difficulty. Was that the same for you guys? Not for me. I no. didn't pay Dang. attention okay. to that extent. I thought normal Okay, then I feel very special that, that the game just somehow knew I wanted to play on the second hardest difficulty. But I <laughs> and do you think it's a good sign? I do. I'm dying a lot. I'm dying a lot, a lot, a lot. It's really making me careful in how I'm going about this, uh, going about every fight because it's real easy to die, but it's also still real easy to walk over everything. Uh, it makes you have to play more carefully instead of just button mashing your way through it. Because I feel like on normal, it's not too hard to do that. Just and not not that to say that that's not fun or anything, but like if you're if you have that feeling, I definitely would recommend just trying a couple of fights on an up difficulty, especially in boss fights. It definitely makes the boss fights feel really really cool. I just got out of a boss fight that could be my favorite boss fight of the game or the year. And I have to okay. I have to think of Elden Ring again. Hold on, I'm going to hold on to that. I, I would have to go through Elden <laughs> Ring again, think about all the bosses there. But, uh, uh. I think, Owen, from my 13 hours so far to what you're looking for, I think you might you might find what you're looking for. And I, I am definitely okay. holding my breath for one thing that would answer one of your questions. And if it happens, oh my god, I'm going to be very excited by that. But uh, God, okay. god of War. I, I can't wait till we all finish it to talk about it because I'm really in love with this game. We'll be talking about it mid twenty twenty three. Thanks, Peter. People. Thank you so much. Um, Peter's clearly not in the mood to be shamed right now. Oh, I, I mean, I'm fine. I feel but. like it's just every ever since you guys had that two man episode, it's just there's just been an open contempt for me ever since. I'm just well play near Peter. Finish near, maybe I'll I think there. open contempt. Open contempt is strong. I just want to see finish the game. Well, uh, who, 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 am I, who am I to tell you what you're feeling? Yeah, yeah, I mean, really. And I could respect that, Peter, but at the same time, uh, we're coming up on a year since you lost a bet to play Nier and you haven't played Nier yet, so. I just want I to got, see if you I got a month. Games. You got Here's a month. The game. I'm going back to Nier after God of War. After God of War, the game you're going to finish mid-2023 because the puzzles are going to break you. You know, just because you'd like to be outlandish and dramatic does not mean that we live in an outlandish and dramatic reality. I'm just impatient. That's all it is. I think we do. Well, not for the the reasons Mark is describing. Well, we don't need to litigate whether we live in an outlandish and dramatic reality because we need to give an award or we need to predict who's going to earn an award for best performance. There's There's only one answer. Yes, there is. Now, I I believe you, except I'm trying to click on it and it's not giving me the number. Uh, give me a whenever second. I okay. I've, I've had that a couple times tonight. If I do new open a new tab, it always works immediately. I just refreshed. We're good. Cool. 
We have Ashley Birch as Aloy in Horizon Forbidden West. We have Charlotte McBurney as one of the characters in a Plague Tale <laughs> Rising. Actually, tell me here. Jesus. No. <laughs> you were just being an asshole. I'm sure she's doing great, though. We have Christopher Judge as Kratos in God of War. We have Manon Gage as the main character in Immortality. I can't. Marissa Marcel. Marissa Marcel, baby. Um, and we have Sonny Suljic. That's how I'm going to pronounce it. From God of War, he plays Atreus. It's Man, Man Engage. Engage. It has to be Man Engage, or I will be very upset. If it's not Man Engage, I'm not done with God of War yet. But uh, Sonny Suljic, I, I wouldn't be. My, I wouldn't mind if he won. Maybe. Well, my prediction is that it's going to be Kratos. Mm-hmm. Um, but Man Engage should win this. Now, is there any conflict though? that video game acting is traditionally voice acting and she just gets to be an actress in her game any Uh, conflict there a little bit uh i think the one thing she has going for her that like is actual merit not putting other people at a disadvantage but like the whole game of immortality is just surrounding her performance of three different movies and then some. She's doing so much to drive that game. Uh, and her performance in everything she's done in that game is very top-notch. Like, it's so good. Like, there is more to God of War than just Christopher Judge's performance and Sonny Suljic's performance. But, like, she does such a good job at carrying everything. And that game is so good that I feel like it deserves the recognition here. Like, like... It's almost, in a way, you could say, unfortunate. Like, they're at a disadvantage because they're only doing voice acting. But, like, she's doing so much so well under the like under the umbrella of performance that I, I like, it's, I, on paper, I don't think that's an easy thing for anyone to do, but she does it. And maybe the other people nominated here wouldn't be able to pull that off, but she, she is just doing it. I think that's a good answer. Um... I'm going to stick with my prediction of Kratos, but I certainly hope it's her. Like, none of us have finished God of War Ragnarok. And, I'm um, spoilers for 2018 God of War, of course. But from the end of that game, if if Kratos really does die in this game, uh, I think that could sway a lot of people to, to vote for him for his final performance for this character who's been here for probably two decades now. I don't know when the first God of War That's came true. out, but like... It's a long time. But he has, Christopher Judge hasn't always been playing Kratos. He hasn't? No, Christopher Judge became the voice actor at 2018. Wow. Oh, yeah, Kratos had an entirely different voice actor for every other game. Christopher was, Judge I, has only done the character I twice. I thought he sounded different, but I just assumed they stuck with him. Okay. <laughs> Never mind then. I, All right. I feel more confident in Man Engage then. Never mind. Man Engage. Man Engage. Um, Mark, don't panic. Best Indie will come after this. Okay. Um, but we're going to go best art direction next in which we have unknown nominees. Cause I have to refresh the page again. Um, the nominees for best art direction, Elden ring, God of war, Ragnarok horizon, forbidden West scorn and stray tragedy that Sifu is not nominated here. I it definitely had a cool art, art style, but I didn't see enough of the game to really to weigh on that on a personal level. Uh, um, cool to see Scorn here, though. Like, the one thing there. Like, definitely cool. 
Um, I know my pick. I know. Is it going to be stray it is for gonna you? Be stray. Because that game does not deserve to be game of the year, but I love the world of Stray. I love it. I love how the characters look. I love how the environments look. I'm very Stray. I don't think does a lot of things great. It does a very good job of getting you interested and immersing you into the world that it's putting you in. I'm going to say Stray for this category. I do think Stray deserves the nom here. I I, I am. Oh, go first. Go first. I'm leaning towards Stray winning, but I have comments on two other games. One, Horizon deserves its flowers in if if a best graphics category exists. Because I, I I give that game a lot of shit, but it is objectively gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Um I, I actually still think it's the best I think it's the best looking game on PS five. Um and then I think the other competitor here with Stray that can actually take it is Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. I think Elden Ring is beautiful. I love some of the different artistic choices Elden Ring makes. Um, I I really kind of think it's 50-50 here. But for some reason, I'm I'm feeling the energy around Stray. I personally think this is a shoe-in win for Elden Ring because the world... Not just is it pretty, not just is it stylized, uh, but just from all the different environments. When you look at Kayla, this rotten place that also is designed in this way that is telling a story uh, to the grander scheme of Elden Ring. Like, this place is this way for a reason. Like, you wonder, why is this... Like, I'm in this natural grassy area. All of a sudden, I'm in hell. All of a sudden, why is it like this? And there's a reason for that. The world is built in such a very pretty and creative way, and there's narrative reasons, like, building all this together to make all the pieces fit. Uh, and, and on top of that, just all the big dungeon levels are also just so, so, I don't even know how I would say it. They're so well made and so lived in. Uh, or like I look at Kanehurst Castle. I think it's, no, Kanehurst is Bloodborne actually. Uh, oh, do you remember the name of the first castle you go to in Elden Ring? The First castle. How do I not remember this? Um, well, the first castle I found was Castle Morn, but I I know that's not what yeah, you're talking about. I'm talking the first big castle that has a piece of the Elden Ring in it. Um, I'm going to look this up real quick okay. while you talk. But L- Rhea Lucaria is the second area, the the scholar school that you kind of go to to fight the second boss, uh, which also is just so rich and so filled, uh, not just with enemies or anything, but the way that it's all designed. Uh, I, I think is so intricate and so packed with just things and so much uh, life into it. Uh, and all the environments that are varying. And no matter where you are, you are seeing all these trees, the grain trees everywhere, which I'm also blanking on what the names of those trees are. Uh, Erd trees. Erd, yes, 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 the Erd trees. Uh, Stormvale. Stormvale, which I think, like, if there was ever, like, a category for, like, level design or, like, just game that has, like, one level that we can put above everything else, that that first castle, Stormvale Castle. Stormvale's awesome. It is incredible how many layers there are to that. We're just going through that once for the main path. There's multiple paths to get to the boss, but then there's so many other secret dungeons within just that castle alone. And then there's even Lanedale, which is also a very cool place. There are just so many moments in Elden Ring where like, like arguably like Breath of the Wild moments, where in Breath of the Wild you start out and you just leave the cave and just the 
like the skyline, the view you see of all the things you're going to go to and see. And there's so much of that in Elden Ring when you think you had seen it all, but right before you is now this very interesting, very unique looking level that has a story to tell just from looking at it for the history that has been there. Oh my God. And this isn't even talking about the Lake of Rod. I'm talking, there's Sophia River down below when you find that. Like, I, I think there's just so much packed into this game that it isn't just like different environments for the sake of different environments, but all of it, all of it works together. Uh, and like, like I was saying before, in retrospect, like it is, Elden Ring is quite a game. That's, I think, yes. where I'm going to leave it. It is quite a game. And I think it will win this, hands down. Um, I think you're probably right, but I, I'm gonna stick with Stray just because it's a cat. I that's my rebuttal. Exactly. But every single intricate detail Mark just said is it's a cat, Mark. Yeah, uh, take that. There's a cat in Elden Ring. <laughs> About that cat. Well, that cat's. You know, I'm gonna say it. That cat's stupid. Oh, what if wow. those developers listen right. to the show? Well, I I. Well, then we just lost some listeners from Blue 12 Studio. I don't, I don't know what to say. I'm going to play this game, though. So you know what? I'll buy this game, and they can they can riffle and the money they've earned from my purchase. But right now, as it stands, I don't like that cat. You know what, Blue 12 Studio? Make a physical version. They did. Do it. You they won't. did, actually. Oh, they I did. missed the boat on it because uh, uh, it was way more expensive because it came with other collector's items, and it was the only way to get it. So... I did not want to spend seventy right. to eighty dollars on Stray. Well, we get to talk about Stray again in the best indie category. The nominees are Cult of the Lamb, Neon White, Sifu, Stray, and Tunic. Um, do we think these are great titles to be nominated here, or are we missing anything? Didn't Stray and Sifu get PlayStation funded? Yes. Why are they here? It's like Hannah all over again. This happens all the time in the best indie category. Like the description here is for outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game made outside the traditional publisher system, even though four of the games here have their publishers listed. So I don't know. I think they just mean now, Mark. Yeah. Are you implying a specific game? that we're missing here that we should know off the top of our heads. I feel like I've seen a lot of discourse just on Twitter. People very upset about this category specifically that a lot of things got snubbed and I don't necessarily agree with them, but I know that conversation is out well, there. So I want to try it. Well, it. I can agree with one snub here, hmm. but now correct me if I'm wrong. Oh my God. Immortality hey, that's what I was thinking. Indie? Yeah. I right. thought Mark was going to I, say that. I was upset about that, but like, Immortality is also nominated for narrative performance, and it's nominated for game direction, which it that's the one I really wanted to see it nominated for. I would have loved to see it nominated in another category too, but maybe a cat game got nominated instead. But I, I think there would be merit for Immortality here, but indies are very stacked, uh, and I'm very happy that at least it got nominated in other categories. Uh, maybe I would nominate it over Stray. Like, if I could remove anything here, it'd probably kick Stray out of here. But Well, I have a bold take as to what I think is going to win this. Okay, what do you think? I think Tunic's going to take this. Really? I don't think so. I think Tunic lost a lot of its steam. It did not last long in the public eye. 
I think Stray wins this again. I think Stray wins also, regrettably. I think it's the obvious one to win, and, you know, I guess I'm not a sheep, so I'm picking We're different. talking what we think is going to win, Owen. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, you guys pick Stray, I pick Tunic. It's time for Best Narrative. The nominees are A Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, Discourse there, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Immortality. Now, I we don't know the God of War narrative, and I think it will win, but it's just going to be really hard to convince me, no matter how good God of War is, that Immortality isn't better. So I just have to see it happen. Yeah. <laughs> I I am right or die immortality. Where I'm at in God of War Ragnarok, I think I could be convinced that that is the best narrative of the year. I don't want to sound like I'm setting uh, the bar super high, but like, hey, I'm I'm really excited to finish this game right now and it could well, deliver. I want to see it convince mm-hmm. me. Um, I but right now my my heart lies with immortality. I think. I would be okay if Immortality... Like, I wouldn't be upset if Immortality loses if it wins Best Game Direction, because in either way, I feel like uh, it should win one of these two. If Elden Ring won here, I'd be a little disappointed. As as great as a lot of it comes together in that game, I do think it is still more from software, uh, and the plot like isn't like something that's like extremely memorable, necessarily. Like, it's not... Uh, a kind of story that I think is going to come with me for for a long time. God of War Ragnarok, I already know. I'm going to remember this game based on its story for quite some time. Immortality definitely will. And of course, none of us can really speak about Plague Tale. Peter, can you tell us anything about Horizon's story? I guess he... Well, uh, Peter's not going to say anything. I think he doesn't really want to right now. I think uh, he's just not really on the Horizon train. But... Uh, I do think God of War is going to win. I would love to see Immortality win. Uh, the only thing I really thought Immortality would have going for it, and we would see it nominated in every like an, a couple more categories, was just that uh, a lot of the time with the Game Awards, stuff gets snubbed in the nomination field because the press just doesn't have the time to fit all these different games into their uh, their schedule. But Immortality is a six-hour game that is available on Game Pass, so they don't even have to pay a dime. They can just dive right into it, and it would just be there. But it did get three nominations, which is like amongst like some of the most nominated games, like top ten, top five, six, seven. I don't know if top five. God of War and Elden Ring, obviously dominating uh, in their nominations. And Stray, and Stray uh, a game. I. I'm I'm just so upset with that game. I need to play it. I'm just I get really hung <laughs> um, up on it. But yeah. Okay. So I I got myself into a corner early on playing Horizon where I was all declarative about how this game's actually great, everybody. Um and I regret that declaration. Because the true colors of Horizon have revealed themselves to me, even though I've hardly played anymore. And I'm going to lay out those true colors right now because they are the exact same colors as Horizon Zero Dawn, which is it has tremendous 
action gameplay. I, I just really think the gameplay in Horizon is very fun. But it is going to be bogged down by Aloy, who is just never going to become interesting. And a story that is largely going to be, like, dare I say nonsense. It's largely going to be nonsense a lot of the time, talking about saving the world over and over again and how you need friends to do it. But, and I think this will be the route Forbidden West goes when I will get around to finishing it. I don't know if I'll finish it this year, though. Is that it's going to do a couple things that are a little interesting. I'm going to think, oh, you know, that wasn't so bad. And I'm actually kind of excited for the next one. And then the next one's going to come out. And the beginning of it is going to be the exact same thing. It's going to be really fun, but they're not letting me play because they're they're putting me through these kind of boring conversations and there's nothing really to care about yet. And then I'm going to put it down for a period of time and I'm going to come back to it and there will be some interesting things towards the end and maybe a solid conclusion. And it's like, "Uh, I guess that was pretty good. It's, it just lacks such, it has no consistency to its pacing and it is just so frustrating to play. And I will be shocked if when I go back to this, if I'm wrong, because I just, I, I, I think one and a half games in at this point, uh, I'm getting a good impression of what this series is. It's just never going to be consistent yeah. for me. It definitely, like as someone who only tried uh, Zero Dawn, it was fun to play, but in a similar way, I would compare it to Sonic Frontiers. It's like that game's fun to play, also. But like, I if I'm going to put a lot of time into a game, like I think I need more than that because there are a lot of games out there that are exactly that. They are fun to play, but they have more of a light at the end of the tunnel. Something else I am working towards, and the story wasn't something I was super hooked in. And of course, not every story is going to start out super strong to keep you hooked. But uh, I don't know. It's a bit of a hard sell when there's other things I know I do actually really want to play. So it's it's unfortunate mm-hmm. for Horizon. Just uh, suffers from just games I know that speak to me louder than it ever will. Which I don't know. I don't, I don't think it stands a chance there, but it still seems like a really cool game. Do we have any desire to go into Elden Ring discourse and narrative? Uh, no. I, I like I said We've, before, this episode's gone on too long already. I think I'd like to. I would like to discuss what everyone has been in terms of Elden Ring's method of storytelling versus traditional methods of storytelling and gaming, but for another episode, I think. I agree. Uh, my 20-second take is you cannot like it, but if anyone's trying to say it doesn't exist, I just disagree with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that. It's time to move on to game direction. The nominees are Elden Ring. God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Immortality, and Stray. Fucking Stray, dude. Like, why is it here? I have to play this game. I have to know. Peter, why is Stray in best game direction? I don't know. Okay. I sincerely do not. I think like, God of War Ragnarok wins this. I do as well. I think it's Elden Ring or Immortality. And honestly... I'm leaning towards immortality on this one. I think that I would love uh, immortality, but way more people played Ragnarok, and they're gonna it just came out. And they're gonna be higher on it. 
I think, I think it's Ragnarok. I think this is the kind of thing where people advocate for immortality the most. If not narrative, because it is strictly a story game, you can't deny that there is no other game like Immortality. I mean, okay, there's two other games like Immortality, but Immortality is on a, another level, uh, transcending both of those uh, Sam Barlow experiences. Where God of War, we can kind of look back as it is bigger, better. Okay, I don't like that comparison because I think God of War Ragnarok is more than just bigger and better 2018. Uh, Elden Ring uh, is bigger open world from software game, and that just works extremely well, and they do it very well. But uh, Immortality, I think, is something of a uh, a game with a strong vision to be something where it's there's not much we can really compare it to other than the two predecessors. Uh, but even then, while being very similar, still captures a different experience. Something I think that catches a lot of people off guard. Uh, and I don't want to go into spoilers of it. But uh, there are certain mechanics in that game. That I feel like I say certain there's like one mechanic specifically. I think that really changes the experience for people. Uh, the game feels alive a lot of the times and not in like an undertale. Like the game is aware of the things you are doing, even though it kind of is at times. Uh, it is... It is just a game with a lot of personality and a lot of distinct uh, creativity put into it that it feels like didn't. I'm I'm losing myself here, but I just I just yes. really do think immortality. Like, all right, let's is land this plane. Great. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm gonna go with God of War, but I will say the three of Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, and Immortality. Oh, there's some good nominees for this guy. They are. Like, a- any one of those three could mm-hmm. win, and it's like, yeah, okay, sure, that works. Like, I, I, go, I went into the nominees this year thinking, like, okay, I just want to see Xenoblade and Immortality get the nominations it deserves. And I think I think around the ball, like, around where I wanted them to, they did. And then I think about taking them to the test, like, okay, do I think they can win this title? And then, like, Elden Ring or Ragnarok is nominated in both of the categories. And it's really Elden Ring, I think, at the end of the day. I look at that and I'm like, I can't justify it beating Elden Ring a lot of the time, because that game is just that good. Alright, is it time? I think it's time. I agree. We're predicting Game of the Year at the Keeleys. Our nominees are A Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Uh, very proud of Xenoblade for actually Can't making it. I can't believe it got nominated. I couldn't believe oh. it. And you know what? I think it's incredibly deserving, and I do not think every game on this list is deserving of the mm-hmm. acknowledgement. I just think there, I think there are... I'm going to say two and a half games. A Plague Tale did because nothing I, to you. It did nothing to you. It did nothing. It did, it did nothing. It did nothing. You're right, which is why I'm not going to beat the shit out of it. Because maybe I'm really off base on it. I don't. I just don't think I'm off base on Stray. I don't, I don't think it should be nominated for Game of the I Year. I played it, and I don't I think it should it. be here. Immortality should be um, there instead. And I don't think Horizon should be here either. I, just, I liked Horizon Forbidden West quite a lot, and I did not care for co- Zero Dawn. Compare it to God of War and Elden Ring though and it just does not belong there. It's it hard to anything else if you're comparing it yeah. to those. Those two games no, are like be- because because Immortality does deserve to be mm-hmm. next to those two. I think it does. Um yeah. 
and uh, disagree with me. I think Neon White deserves to be in this category as well. Mm. Um, That's hard. Yeah, go go ahead. Disagree with me. It's I fine. would disagree with you. But, I, um, I also would. I think, I even think Pokemon Legends is a better option than Horizon. Um, it's a big take there. <laughs> uh, I haven't I played, played Horizon. I played then. both, and I think I liked Forbidden West more. And, you know, eh, I mean, like, Pokemon, it's Every... like, Pokemon, it's like saying, Gluto, like, Glutose corn syrup is your favorite food, you know? Like, this, the most bare ingredients of what makes food taste good. That's what I feel like Pokemon is whenever you're into it, you know? Like, I don't, I don't know if I can ever say, like, oh, man, Pokemon is a fantastic game. It's, it's, it's the good shit. I really think Legends Arceus was, was a very good change of pace. Um, but I'm, I'm just so hard on Horizon because... A, a game that is just so expensive and it looks so great fails so often at being compelling. Um, I think you're okay. Yeah, you're too hard on that game. I think you're way too hard on it. If you want to beat the shit out of Zero Dawn, I'm with you any day of the week. I'm I'm with. The, I'm always have been. I always will be. I think Forbidden West fixes a lot of my issues with Zero Dawn, and I think I'm being way too hard on it. I. I could change my opinion as I progress through that game, but I just, I really wish that it had any, like, I just don't see the heart in Horizon Forbidden West, or just Horizon the series in general. I just, I just can't find it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what I'm latching on to. Um, like, I, I definitely would, I, I haven't started or tried Forbidden West, I haven't even finished Zero Dawn. But I would kind of agree that from my time with it, did feel like it was kind of lacking soul in a sense. Like personality what? almost. Why are you even bothering? You played a few hours of Zero Dawn. I you played, were so far away removed. Uh, I played like 12 hours, right? I was jumping around the world a lot, but it's not, not worth too much, but you know. I think Owen's onto something. I resonate a little bit with that. I'm going to say what experience. I think is going to win game of the year. Yes, do it. I think God of War wins. Okay. Specifically because it's the game's media and recency bias. And I do think traditional storytelling will always win in the eyes of games media versus FromSoft. I also think there's a good amount of people in games media who did not play Elden Ring or do not like Elden Ring and hate that type of game whereas God of War is exactly their shit. I think it is specifically because of... I'm not trying... I'm never going to play Elden Ring, but if Elden Ring wins, I, wins, I think they'd be fine. A brand new IP or it's considered one of the best games of all time winning, I think that is more than fair if it does. I just think the way the Keeley specifically organizes themselves I think gives God of War a better chance because the people who like God of War are the ones who are basically voting on everything, if that makes sense. I understand the take. Um, and my pick is really just going to hope that you're wrong because I, I think it'll be Elden Ring. And I think if we leave this year without Elden Ring winning this award, I just, I think it'll be 
it'll be a mistake. And I have no doubt that that God of War Ragnarok is is a phenomenal game. But Elden Ring is is like the the new sauce, the new flavor that was immediately anointed into the pantheon when it came out and I don't I don't know many people that have really wavered on that. I think uh I think it's deserving. We we have one of the greatest games ever made here. Um and I'm comfortable in declaring it that I just think it should get the award as well. Mm-hmm. I, I think, think it should as well. I just don't think this is the crowd of people that values that sort of game more than God of War Ragnarok. I think it's a slam dunk Elden Ring. I think a lot of people, industry, media, understand what it is, understand what it did at the time and just how it just will have wrinkle effects. It is definitely, I think it's, I'm confident to say it's probably like top 10, one of the best games ever made. And it's really easy for a lot of people to say that, even if you don't like that kind of game. Uh, I think that those people would respect that Elden Ring has become the most approachable from software game as well. Uh, definitely Again. the best selling by my like a landslide it is the best selling millions and millions more than any other from 17.5 million elden ring is currently at yes crazy yeah it's it's a huge reach uh and i think it's one of the best open world games we already said it's one of the best games so like uh I, i feel like i don't know if i'd be confident to say breath of the wild is not as good as elden ring but i think there's an easy conversation where it could walk out any of the two there especially just from the past uh five years i don't see how this game loses honestly even though like there's going to be a lot of ragnarok people uh, i think fighting for that game i think elton ring is subjectively the right answer and i trust people voting to also understand that i i hope you're right but i i think peter's vision of god of war winning it is absolutely possible i don't think it's impossible I can't stress that enough. I don't care about FromSoft. I'm never going to care about FromSoft. I'm never going to play their games. They don't appeal to me at all. But I just, again, with who we're talking about, it worries me. I think my biggest question with Game of the Year, Peter, is directed towards, to, towards you, Peter. Um, you see Xenoblade Chronicles 3 nominated for Game of the Year. Does that make you want to play it anymore? <laughs> no. Okay. You're never playing this game. I'm not letting you borrow my no, copy. That's your no. answer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, fun fact. I, I just. Like... I really just think I'm done with JRPGs. Anything that's like it's... over 100. Like no, I, I don't want to do it. It really is special, especially because you've played Xenoblade, Peter. Like I don't. Yeah, I know, I but know. I'm not doing it. Uh, I guess fun fact. I've been meaning to bring this up at some point. There's never been a matter a moment where Elden Ring and Xenoblade are at the same talk. Like there's never been a talking point. We're talking about both of those. Uh, Ronnie, voice actress in Elden Ring. Uh, one of the six main characters, Mio, cat girl, right there. Same voice actress, actually. Fun fact. Very yeah. cool. All right. Um, this has been an all over the place episode. Uh, may- maybe not in the content, but definitely in in how it's been constructed here. Uh, is that all we got here? Yeah, uh, so. yeah. That's our wrap on the Keelys here. All right, this has been BNY episode 83, and we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye, everyone. Vote Xenoblade and Among Us VR and do that, please, and thank you. I think uh, that felt like...